Good morning. It is Monday, March 13th. It is seven minutes after nine and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Welcome to the third anniversary of Flatten the Curve Week. All right, let's get into it. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Sunday ruled out a federal bailout for Silicon Valley Bank following that spectacular collapse last week. She said the reforms that have been put in place mean that we're not going to do that again. And Shalanda Young, who is the director of the White House Office of Management and Budget, said that the U.S. banking system at large is more resilient now. And the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, said that he spoke to Yellen and the Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, about the collapse and believes that, quote, they do have the tools to handle the current situation. Okay, Casey, so we're going to earn our money today because we're going to take what they want you to think is a very complex topic and we're going to simplify it for you and we're going to tell you why this keeps happening. Okay, so this bank, Silicon Valley Bank, Mm -hmm. is Dunzo. And the reason it is donezo is the reason this stuff keeps happening. That whether it is a Democrat group who writes the banking laws, whether it is a Republican group who writes the banking laws, no matter who it is, all you usually ever get is more government. So remember after 2008, it was uh, Bernie Frank and Chris Dodd, and these guys come in, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to ensure this never happens again, and blah, blah, blah. No, they just make more government with more taxes associated with it. Mm. That's what it's ultimately all about. And that's what they did in 2009, 2010, is they just created more government with more taxes because more revenue and more regulation was at the heart of this. It wasn't about better government. It wasn't about better regulation. It wasn't about protecting you or your money. It was about them being more in charge. So what happened here? Because remember, after 2008, 2009, oh my gosh, Obama and the Democrats have stepped in and this will never happen again. And there was a, you know, just terrible lending practice. Of course, those were put in place by the government who mandated that people get loans that had no business getting loans, but never mind that, that they caused the problem to begin with. What they allowed this bank to do. So when you go get a loan, let's say you want to get a loan on a home. And by the way, Tony had a uh, a guest on this morning, Matt Will, who's a local economist, mm-hmm. who simplified this far more than I could. And I think he's going to be back on with Tony on the, the midday show is when you go to get a loan for your house, you use the house as the collateral, right? You say, I want a $300,000 loan. This house, the bank comes, does an appraisal on the house. Okay, the house is worth $306,000. Cool. Worst case scenario, we can seize the asset, sell the asset, and everybody else in the bank whose money we're propping up will be made whole. This bank allowed people to take out loans based on crypto (laughs) now casey live Mm -hmm. on these airwaves i have no idea what the exact value is i'm going to do uh, a search here of the bitcoin and it would appear to me that a bitcoin price off of its high which is about 66 okay 22 325 so bitcoin is about a third Mm -hmm. of what it once was when many people were taking out these loans and using their Bitcoin or other forms of cryptocurrency as a he- as as the collateral on their loan. 
This is why liberalism and these goofy ideas, and I've told you people from the beginning, the crypto thing is a disaster and will never work. So these people, for whatever reason, economy, blah, 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 business fails, whatever, can't pay back their loan. Okay, so the bank then comes to seize the asset. Well, the asset is worth a third of what it was or half or whatever. When they gave you the loan to begin with. So now there's not the money to cover everybody mm-hmm. moving and taking out their money and doing everything else and the bank goes belly up. Mm-hmm. This is the point on this. You, the government is not your friend. The government cannot save you. The government cannot protect you. The government doesn't want to save or protect you. The government just wants to grow the government. And this is a prime example of why you should never trust these people when they tell you they're in it for you or on your side or whatever. Crypto, Casey. Mm-hmm. They let people... to. There are so little actual meaningful regulation that they allowed people to take out loans based on something that fluctuates from day to day. Now, I read something that Harry and Meghan and even Oprah had a ton of money in this bank and are losing it all because, what, it was only insured up to $250,000. They said 95% of the bank's deposits were uninsured. But now, Casey, they've come out and said it doesn't matter. We're going to help the people who are over $250,000. This is the point. Why? Why do we have any rules? Well, I'm serious, Because we'll just change them exactly. depending on what happens. If the rule is 250000 then okay, the rule is $250,000. Fine, great. Reasonable people can disagree, mm-hmm. but that's the rule. You know if you are in that bank or any sort of institution that is plays by those rules, if you have more than 250000 you're eligible for loss. That means put it in a variety of banks. Maneuver it around. Right. But if it's the rich and the powerful and the connected and the successful, well, hell, we can't have them suffer. Okay, so the bank said that they needed to raise $2.25 billion to shore up their balance sheet. <laughs> that was last week before this all happened. It is, it is, it is a corrupt, evil system. Nobody understands this financial stuff other than who? The rich the powerful, the connected, the the attorneys. And why is that? Because they are the ones who can rig the system if nobody actually understands the system. Nobody understands the fine print on any sort of banking stuff because why would you? Why would an average person be able to read 983 pages of type six font that is in words <laughs> that haven't been used since about 1831. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you got to click click here if you agree or you can't open up your account. <laughs> okay, so Biden's budget director won't say the U.S. banking system is secure. Listen to this. So you can tell the American people this morning, because I think this has caused a lot of concern, that the U.S. banking system is safe and secure. I think the the voice here uh, is our Treasury Secretary, who is our lead and working with regulators. That's the appropriate uh, person uh, we should listen to here and who's tracking this the most closely. Um, But again, what I will say is after the financial crisis, the reforms put in place um, have given regulators more tools, um, and our system uh, is more resilient uh, and the foundation stronger because of it. I told you people on this program when the other blonde lady was here two years ago, when everybody was saying, oh, the Rob's an old fuddy-duddy. He doesn't know crypto is the future. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way, old man. I 
told you people. I said, this stuff is dangerous. Nobody understands it. You're doing it because some guy on Facebook, hey, if you're not in Bitcoin, you're missing out because I got 9 million percent return in seven seconds. You don't know. Nobody knows because it isn't real. It's totally made up. And now it's crap in the economy again. Okay. So Signature Bank is another bank that has recently closed. And you know what I did over the weekend? Yes. I went to the list of globally systematically important banks to make sure that my money was secured in one of those banks. So there are about 22 different banks in the country that are FDIC insured. And whew, my money's in those banks. But do you really even trust the government at this point, Casey? No. Didn't well, did, no. Didn't COVID show us? Didn't COVID show us that the, it, 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 our our society is a literal, real-life edition of the former incredible game show, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, where the... Would it qualify as a game show? Sketch show? Sketch comedy? Yeah, live it a, comedy. It was an incredible show done by Drew Carey where mm-hmm. he would just give a group of comedians... A topic. A topic, and they would have to come up and do something. Whatever. The the tagline on it is where the the, the, the game's made up and the rules don't matter. Mm-hmm. And COVID should have shown us... The government just makes things up as they go along. And if society actually collapses on itself, look at the riots. Nobody stopped that. Nobody stepped in and said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Those people could have taken here, Seattle, Portland, Chicago. They could have taken the whole damn city hostage and those politicians wouldn't have done anything. Our society is hanging by a thread. COVID, the riots showed that. The idea that your money is insured. (laughs) What if they all collapse, Casey? What if they all collapse? I certainly hope not. Janet Yellen says cause for concern. Let me say America's economy relies on a safe and sound banking system that can provide for the credit needs of our households and businesses. So whenever a bank, especially one like Silicon Valley Bank with billions of dollars uh, in deposits fails, it's clearly a concern. But remember... Our president says the economy is going great. You cannot lend money based on something that fluctuates in value. You cannot do that. Common sense should tell us you can't do that. But for all the rules and regulations and safeguards, and as they told us in 2009, sweet daddy government is here to help, and we will protect (laughs) you, and we will make sure this doesn't happen ever again. Lies. It's lies because they're not actually protecting you. They're interested in growth of government, growth of government oversight, growth of government control, and more and most importantly, growth of taxes. That is all they care about. Can you imagine? They supposedly, and I know we get, we got to get to a break. They told us this will never happen again. We're taking all the mm-hmm. risk out of banking mm-hmm. and investing mm-hmm. and blah blah. They let people use crypto, Casey, mm-hmm. as leverage. Yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> Seventeen after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Two minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this morning, Jane Fonda. She was on The View and she called for the murder of pro-life activists. She then tried to claim that she was kidding, but Hanoi Jane offered the side eye. We're not going back. I don't care what the laws are. We're not going back. I think the women will rise up. That's the activist. That's Jane speaking. Yeah. And, 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 and she probably will get a Nobel Prize. But it's very, the truth. Very, very soon. It, it is the truth. But but we're I, not going to do it. Besides, besides marching and, and protesting, what else do you suggest? Well, well it doesn't happen murder. overnight. It's not a miraculous. <laughs> what did you say? Murder. <laughs> She's kidding. Wait a second. She's just now, kidding. Don't say that. That's oh, not... you don't know. They'll pick up on that and yeah, just run with it. Worse. She's Joking. just kidding. It's... Well, let me talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all very funny. She did release a statement. She said, while women's reproductive rights are very serious and extremely important to me, my comment on The View was obviously made in jest. My body language and tone made it clear to those in the room and to anyone watching that I was using hyperbole to make a point. Also trending, Pope Francis. Today, he marks the 10th anniversary of his election as Pope. And finally- Is that what they call it when the Pope gets picked? Is it called an election? Yes, Elected by a group of cardinals. Okay. Yeah. And finally trending is Dolphins' Tyreek Hill. He went back to the track and he won the 60-meter race at USA Track and Field Masters Indoor Championships. And those block start practices were uh, working pretty well during the week. And look at him take the win here as we'll await that official time. But welcome back to the track, Tyreek Hill. You have won the USATF Masters title here at 60 meters, 670 will wait, be wait, the official okay. time. All right, why can't people just let people have stuff? Remember in school where somebody had to be the best at everything? Mm-hmm. I'm the best long jumper. I'm the best basketball player. I'm the best student. Mm-hmm. I'm the best looking guy. I am the prom king. And this is the adult version of that. Dude, you're a football player. Mm -hmm. You make a gajillion dollars playing football. Let the track people be track people. Have the track. They make like seven cents. Right. Just let them have it. Did you did you happen to see it? He won handedly. Well, he's really fast. Yes, really, he's really fast. He's a wide receiver in the National Football League. Yes. He should be. But the <laughs> point is, you have your thing. Right. Keep your paycheck and stay over there exactly. in that game and let them play their game. It's 24 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Eric Swalwell said he did not disagree with certain actors activists who say that American troops abroad or on base at home should not have Fox News available to them. So this is Eric Swalwell, the state, uh, the uh, U.S. rep who Mm -hmm. once uh, allegedly farted on television (laughs) and also allegedly had a uh, rendezvous with a Chinese spy. And his concern is not the farting on TV or the banging uh, of the Chinese spy, both allegedly. His concern Mm -hmm. is that the troops are able to see Mm -hmm. Fox News. Take a listen. Well, again, I I think about our troops, and I've been all over the world and have visited our troops uh, in some of the harshest places, and uh, nothing makes them feel more like home uh, than their access, you know, to American television programming and a a popular channel is Fox News. And uh, again, I I don't want to get in the business of telling troops what they can and cannot watch. 
Uh, but if you have a new station that a court is going to rule uh, is uh, in its evening hour, uh, you know, perpetuating dis and misinformation, uh, I don't know if I disagree with both vets who are saying uh, that we need to take a look at, uh, you know, how this is being broadcast or true. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I, I think. He, he's he's not going to say what they should or shouldn't watch, but can you say censorship? And how would he know about hardships, by the way? He spent more campaign cash on travel and luxury accommodations than Nancy Pelosi yeah. did. All right, Casey, when we come back, mm-hmm. our good friend Tony Kennett is going to join us. He, of course, got booted out of that school board meeting in Pendleton mm-hmm. and called all sorts of names by the school board. Yeah. And now we found a whole new level of shenanigans taking place in the Brownsburg school system. Remember the old uh, DEI officer that the superintendent said lo- was going away? Yeah, remember he lied to the parents and yep. said it wasn't coming back. Then they brought it back, but it was under another name. Rebranded. And, and then at the last school board meeting, he was like, well, it's not DEI. Everyone's DEI yeah. now. Well, now we got a, an update on the shenanigans taking place. with These school people are the most cowardly, just shady, shameless people walking the face of the earth. It is just unbelievable. And Tony will break it all down for us. All right, we'll get into it next from 93 WIBC. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and Casey, as usual, there are all sorts of shenanigans involving public education in uh, the greater central Indiana area. And when we talk shenanigans in public education. We talked to one guy. He's the host of the Tony Kennett Show. You can hear him uh, Saturdays, 1 to 3, here on WIBC. Tony Kennett joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline. All right, Kennett, so you got bounced out of a school board meeting in Pendleton last week. What happened? So I uh, had the gall to ask a question from the press area. I, I know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. They accused me, and they accused Kathy McCord, the counselor that they fired, of falsifying documents mm. and basically just making a bunch of stuff up, which is not even closely to remotely true. Uh, and I have all of the sources to back that up. So I asked Buck Evans, this feckless coward that sat on the Pendleton school board for 20 years, to cite his sources. That's it. <laughs> And then Mike Hanna flicks his wrist at the cop like he Severus Snape flicks his wrist. Who, who is that? And is they, that the, like the president or is that the – who is Mike Hanna? He's the president of the school okay. board. All in right. this big gaudy pink sweater. Flicks oh. his wrist at the cop. <laughs> sends the, And by the way, the cop's a great guy. His name's Baker. Really good dude. Comes over and just with the worst look on his face because he doesn't want to do this, ends up is escorting me out of the building. Ooh. Even though they had adjourned the meeting. Mm-hmm. So like – it, it, would, it made no difference anyway. They just the school board really wanted to show how much they hated me, and so yeah, they they had me thrown out of the building well, for asking a question. And I think again, Tony Kennedy, I guess I think a big part of this, Tony, is these school boards know these Republicans at the state house. We've obviously seen it again with the partisan school board bill going down in flames again. They just feel like they're invincible at this point because the Republicans aren't going to do anything in this in the state to to rein them in. They just feel they can do anything they want, including making just just incredible statements you know from the dais and then throwing members of the media out of the event after the event is over 
It's really incredible. I've never seen a group of individuals that have such disdain for parents and and the apathy that they have uh, when it comes to actually doing their job. They didn't investigate any of this. They brought Cassie McCord in. They basically watched her explain the entire situation. And then they said, we don't believe you. And then they clocked her. That's it. I guess that's all it takes to do an investigation now. It's so sad. I can't believe we've reached a point in our state where we're actually doing this to real people because we're so obsessed with our little seats of power. Mm -hmm. It's really horrible. Why do these people think that they can raise their children better than the parents? Uh, well, they think that anyone who has any concerns is just is just crazy. How, how could you have any concerns? Don't you understand that we'll get sued by the rainbow flag organizations, which we have Dr. Hall on a recording saying, uh, and I, I will be releasing all these recordings because I actually keep my receipts. I don't know why they think they can raise our, you know, your children better. Certainly, if you ever mention that their kids might benefit from being in church, the entire world comes to an end and you're not even passing a law trying to do that. Casey, go ahead. Tony, so I was actually being dragged into this argument. Somebody tweeted to me, educators pay attention. The next time the Tonus helps end your career by encouraging you to falsify info, these yahoos will celebrate the day after. Why are they saying that you falsified info? It's because Buck Evans, one of the school board members, said that I uh, removed lines, I guess, from the gender support plan or that I had edited the email. And then in the next article that I published, I showed exactly via video and picture evidence that I have never once changed any piece of information or evidence from this story at all. And I have the timestamps and receipts to show it. They don't like that uh, a lot of my stories that I write in education usually end up with a teacher being fired. Now, in two of those stories, not Kathy McCord, the the teacher, uh, one was a predator who sends messages to high school boys asking if they want to go get in trouble with him. Mm. And so this teacher is very upset that I went after a predator. And then the other teacher uh, thinks it's okay to hang up beef on the police signs uh, in the uh, class of a slain officer's brother. So I don't know, I guess. I, I guess I just have a set of standards they don't really care for. Uh, Tony Kennett, our guest, you can hear him Saturdays, the Tony Kennett Show, 1 to 3 on WIBC. All right, let's go to my neck of the woods, Kennett. Uh, tonight I have the great misfortune of having to go to the Brownsburg School Board meeting. They're going to hire a new DEI officer. Now, they're not calling it DEI officer. They're calling it Director of Student Learning. The superintendent out there, Jim Snap, looked a bunch of parents right in the eye a couple months ago, said the DEI officer is, uh, is not coming back and then of course i because i have birdies everywhere got this little document uh ahead of the february school board meeting that they were going to hire this director of student learning and let me read this was the description at the time now they never officially put this out because i got it we broadcasted on this show and the description of the time tony was the director of student learning collaborates with the curriculum instruction and assessment the team to positively address closing the achievement gap, co-lead professional development for the corporation and related to increasing student learning, and lead staff development specifically in the areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, I don't know, Tony, if you lead in the area of diversity, equity, inclusion, sounds like a DEI officer to me. What say you? I've said this once. I've said it again. I've said it to both of you. These administrators think that you parents out there are stupid. They think that you will never see that they can do whatever they want. 
and they don't think that you have any power to stop it. They don't care that you have concerns. They don't care that you don't like it. They don't care that you've seen situations in Indiana, Ohio, Nevada, Virginia, Texas. They are going to do what they want, and if you have any concerns, they'll flip you off and walk the other way. Brownsburg is just another case. Uh, Now, it gets better. So at the school board meeting, a bunch of parents, because I got the document, came, and the superintendent at the gym snap at the end of the meeting, uh, and I'm not saying this verbatim, but this is what he said. You can see uh, the meetings are posted online if you'd like to view it yourself. He basically said, well, you know, this isn't the DEI officer, but but now every job in the school corporation has a component uh, of DEI to it. I mean, these people are just shameless in their excuses, Tony, where, oh, okay, you caught us, but no, it's in the DEI. Everybody's DEI now. Yep. Again, this is the thing. If it's right around election season, it'll make it look like they're sort of agreeing with parents a little bit. But then as soon as you get to actual running the district, they'll flip the cards on you and they'll say, ah, actually, DEI is very important. And if you don't like it, as uh, Joel Sandifer, the former school board president at South Madison, said, they're just a bunch of mean old parents who don't believe in equal civil rights. These are the people that you've elected to your school board who hired in in Brownsburg case this awful superintendent. It's the same people, the same garbage fest that we have in our state, and they just roam around from school to school spreading their horrific racist, and in this case, uh, the inclusion also includes all of the LGBTQ nonsense. But wait, Kenneth, are you ready? There's more. There's breaking <laughs> oh, news. They, of they, they, there you is. will love this. And, and this is what we're talking about, right, Tony? These people go out of their way to be deliberately as deceptive as they possibly can. If you want DEI, if you want the radical left stuff, just walk through the front door and say it are you ready for this yeah let's hear it so they have finally released because the school board meeting is tonight the general description of the they've officially released it right like i got it before put it out we just read it here's the new general description now tell me what words you don't see in the general description and then we'll work from there the director of student learning is focused on addressing the achievement gap by collaborating with the curriculum instruction and assessment team to review identify trends and execute data-driven decisions to improve the educational experience of a diverse student Mm -hmm. population this individual collaborates with the learning team to develop professional development to increase student learning now what what words did you not see in that description now, Tony? Amazing. I didn't see equity or inclusion, and they changed the way that diversity was written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, I knew you would get that. So now, since they took it out of the general description, because that's what people would see, when you go to the actual job description mm-hmm. and they list the things that they're supposed to do, let me go to number seven here, Tony. Integrates best practices into professional development program for certified and support staff focused on equity, diversity, and, and inclusion. inclusion. There it is. Tony, these people, the superintendent, the school board out in Brownsburg, they are shameless, shady, cowardly people. Am I wrong? No, you're not. And it's the same all over this entire state. It is not safe because it's a red state. Parents need to wake up. They need to get involved because you have people in your local schools at the administration level that do not like you. They actively hate you, and they are trying to ruin your children. We caught them. 
They didn't vote on it that night because we caught them. Then they go, well, we'll just change the general mm-hmm. description and we'll stick it somewhere where the average person isn't going to see. I mean, they're being deliberately deceptive there in Brownsburg. Eric Hilton, Mike Wells, Jessica Heffernan, Katie Dixon, the four radical left members of the school board, the superintendent. They are so afraid to walk through the front door and say, this is our radical leftism. This is what we represent because they know it doesn't represent the community. Yep. And and if you try to ask them about it, they throw you out. And then if you try to share some of your concerns, maybe some legal precedent of the documents, they'll just accuse you of making it all up. That's the country we live in now. How much do I have to how, do I have to buy you a meal to get you to come to a school board meeting <laughs> with me out there in Brownsburg? Because I, I think you could do some real damage out there and uh, I would I would pay a sizable amount of money to see that. Oh, let's uh, let's let's uh, get together since I'm also on the press the press badge, which was supposed to make me immune to that kind of thing. But I'll throw on my press badge and my journo jacket, and uh, we'll we'll see what uh, what on the world we can make these fools to come to terms with. All right, Tony Kennett of the Tony Kennett Show here Saturdays one to three here on WIBC. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. How did I get here? It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He uh, performed at the Oscars last night. Don't know if you saw it. He has some prosthetics on his fingers to make his hands look really long. Uh, David Byrne from Talking Heads. Why would he be performing at the Oscars? One of his songs was up for Oscar Song of the World, whatever. Was it it Celebration of 1981 (laughs) year at the Oscar? What what possible reason would that be for? It did not win. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about what's going on with Joe Biden. He released his 24 budget on Thursday, promises to cut the deficit by $3 trillion over the next decade, thanks to a bunch of new increased taxes. And uh, the proposal is just the first step because now it's it's got to go through the budgetary process it's most likely not going to get passed at least not the way it is because of course the divided congress republicans uh not on board with it and senator john kennedy from louisiana he took some shots at it he's always uh entertaining yeah and, and again we use the term playing government because when you submit a budget like this that has no chance of passing whatsoever that's what Biden is doing. He's playing government. He's not actually governing. Now, I will say John Kennedy has voted for a lot of spending over the years, and any person who was silly enough to vote for a lot of the COVID spending really is kind of throwing rocks from a glass house Mm. when he's talking about uh, irrational spending. But uh, that aside, he did do a pretty good job of completely ripping apart Biden's proposed budget. So take a listen. The president's budget took my breath away. Um, His numbers are extraordinary. We're going to run out of digits here. It's a $6.9 trillion budget, $4.7 trillion in new taxes that will affect everyone over 10 years, $18 trillion in new debt, a cut to defense, The president says that his budget will solve our financial problems 
in Medicare and Social Security. That's not true. Uh, Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. The (laughs) Wall Street Journal just reported that the president's budget will will add eight, rather $11 trillion in a financial shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the only way I know how to improve the president's budget is with a shredder. I think he just said one of my favorite lines. Anything's possible when you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so he said that there should be conversations about making changes, but he said that people should receive Medicare and Social Security benefits that they've paid for. But he went on to say the life expectancy of the average American right now is 77 years old. For people in their 20s, their life expectancy will probably be closer to 85 or 90. And does it really make sense to allow someone in their 20s today to retire at 62. And those are the things that he wants to talk about. But the problem is his boss, well, not his boss, but the boss on the other side of the aisle, Kevin McCarthy, Mm -hmm. has already ruled out talking about those things. Mm -hmm. That we're not going to have that conversation. Now, speaking of Kevin McCarthy, he, of course, has to be on his best behavior because if he loses five Republicans, he loses his speakership. So he's keeping up the facade that he is some sort of conservative. We all know he'll stab us in the back when it's all said and done. But here he is is also blasting the Biden budget. Well, first, Maria, the president's budget is not serious. It's not serious for the current time we live in. High high debt brings inflation. And what happens with inflation? You see with this bank, interest rates moving up where they're stuck in bonds and others. We watch the pain that it causes American citizens. This is not a serious budget. And real leadership matters here. Don't play games with the debt ceiling. Here, I've sat with this president. I want to negotiate with this president. This is we've done every time before, and the American public wants us to. He's ignored the ability, one, to negotiate, two, to show not just America that the world that we're serious about getting our debt under control, that we will eliminate and find savings in how we spend our money. We will prioritize in the right areas and eliminate waste. This budget talks more about equality and climate change than it does dealing with China, dealing with fentanyl, dealing with putting our workforce back in the workplace. That is a real challenge. Casey, you've been in radio a long time, and I, as have I, and so we both, I'm sure at some point, have had our bosses come to us and say, you must interview this person today. Mm -hmm. It's the owner's best friend, and he's got a dog shelter or whatever. Yeah. And we don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. but we know we have to do it in order to keep our jobs because it has been a directive. We know it's not going to be good for ratings. We know nobody's going to care, but we have to do it. It's one of those soft suggestions. And you can always tell in the interviewer's or the radio broadcaster's voice whether they want to be somewhere or not and how much effort they're actually putting into it. And that is Kevin McCarthy there. There is zero passion for this. He doesn't want any part of playing hardball with Joe Biden. He desperate. The fact that he wants to negotiate with Biden Mm -hmm. should tell you everything you need to know. You want to negotiate with what just got presented to you. So he doesn't want actually want any part of this, but he absolutely has to do it Mm -hmm. because he has no wiggle room in terms of keeping his speakership. It's like he's in middle management. You know, he's towing the company line. He knows he doesn't want to do it, but he has to. It's. 955. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was.